Hello, and welcome back to the Eat More Carbs podcast. I'm your host and sports dietitian, Riley Beatty. Over the past four and a half years of being a sports dietitian, I've helped over a thousand athletes at the Olympic, professional, NCAA, and high school levels. Each week on this podcast, I share with you easy and simple nutrition tips and tricks that have helped these athletes meet their goals on and off the field. If you have not yet subscribed and followed along with the podcast, you're going to want to make sure that you do that right now so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, if you could give us a five-star rating and review, that would be freaking amazing. It really helps out the podcast, the brand, and also helps other athletes find us. In this episode, I have on Team USA and Olympic hopeful Betsy Flint. Betsy is part of the beach volleyball Team USA, and she is a freaking rock star on and off the court. Betsy's currently a mom to a two-year-old named Cora, and she shares in this episode how she balances being a mom and being a professional athlete. She's going to share a little bit about her nutrition journey, how she packs her fuel for travel, and yes, that includes chocolate, and shares how she navigates making sure that she has a positive fueling environment for her family. I am so excited that Betsy's on today and that she's going to be sharing her knowledge with you. This is going to be such a valuable episode for those young athletes and for actually athletes of all ages. You're going to learn so much today from Betsy, so let's jump in and get started. Hey, Betsy, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited that you're here. I know we've met like once in person, but I've been following along with your journey on social and I like feel like I know everything about you. Like I feel like we're friends. So I'm super excited to chat about a bunch of this stuff today. Agreed. Me too. Why don't you go ahead and share with all the athletes listening a little bit about yourself, um, a little bit about your athletic journey. Yeah, I play beach volleyball professionally for Team USA and on the AVP Pro Beach Tour. Um, I went to school at LMU. I was um, recruited for indoor and beach became an emerging sport my sophomore year. And I played beach growing up and I that was kind of like a dream come true for it to become an NCAA sport. Well, it was an emerging sport at that time. Um, so started that my sophomore year, which was incredible. And obviously been playing professionally since I graduated in 2015. And now I have a two-year-old daughter and she's obviously a lot of work and it changes how I'm training and um, just who I am on and off the court. And it's been incredible. I love her like fueling journey. I know we like chatted a little bit about this, like on Instagram, but I feel like she's going to be a sports dietitian when she grows up. Um, she's amazing. I see her eating like cauliflower and like doing like pre and post fueling with you. Oh yeah. I hope she is too. It was kind of my dream. I wanted to be a dietitian going into school. And so I kind of went the health and human science route since we didn't have it at LMU and now my journey's changed and I don't see that happening, but I'm really <laughs> interested and I love the topic and yeah, I love like making smoothies with Cora and just teaching her fun things that, you know, food is fun and hopefully giving her a big variety so she can have all sorts of things like foods that are maybe not even good for you and lots of food that are. So that's been fun. I love that. I think it was like on Halloween, she like tried candy for the first time maybe or something. <laughs> she did. She, she was like, Oh, a lollipop. Like this is what it is. And now she loves lollipops. So I'm like, nah, maybe we shouldn't have started that. <laughs> 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 no, 
not so early. No, I love that. Hey, all foods fit, right? <laughs> yes, for sure. For people who are maybe not super familiar with beach, I, growing up in North Carolina, we like just saw it on the Olympics, but it's like a big thing in Southern California. Maybe share a little bit about like, how is di- like beach and indoor different um, for people who are not familiar? Yeah, beach is two on two and indoor is six on six. So it's, I'd say a lot more work. Um, you're touching every single ball. So there's no plays off. And for beach, we're playing probably like two or three matches a day. Um, it can vary maybe from one to four, hopefully you're not playing five, but I've done it and indoor, you're really just playing one, like really long match a day. Typically those are kind of the differences and it's huge here in Southern California and the Olympics is the goal for me and we're starting qualification this year. So I'm really excited to get that going and obviously feelings a huge part of that. And I'm still, still learning. There's always things that I can improve. And I'm, I've been thinking about it today, like even prepping for this podcast. I'm like, man, I can be doing things better. So thanks for having me. Cause you're making me a better athlete. <laughs> you do such an amazing job. And I know that you're working with like Brooke right now, who was on the podcast earlier, who's amazing. Um, I feel like I see you doing a lot of smoothies and with Brooke too, she does a lot of smoothies. Do you have like a favorite smoothie that you like to fuel with or whatever Brooke makes is awesome. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It makes my day. Anytime there's a smoothie in the fridge. Um, She's only in twice a week with us and I want her in more. Um, But that's a great one for pre-workout because usually I'm coming from the sand to the gym. And so getting something, I don't always have time to get a full meal in. So the the smoothie is a great energy source and it has, you know, protein, carbs, and fats in there to keep me going for my lift. So that's awesome. That's my favorite one. Yes. <laughs> Maybe she'll start shipping to the South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. If she could travel with me everywhere and just walk around with smoothies, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Your per- personal like smoothie chef. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you talked a little bit about you know, you have, it sounds like you have beach training. So you do like sand work and then you go into the weight room. Um, what does like a typical day usually look like for you? Yeah. So we usually do beach training in the morning, sometimes a seven thirty start. So that means I'm on the sand between sometime between seven and seven fifteen, uh, warming up. And then after that, we, we train for two hours and then I go straight to the gym. So like a 30, 45 minute break, and then I'm lifting for an hour, hour and a half conditioning, and then some sort of recovery like Normatec or sauna. Um, so I've definitely learned to like train my stomach to eat a good breakfast. Um, cause that's really important for me, especially like for tournaments, cause tournaments, we end up playing a few matches a day and sometimes they're like an hour or two apart. Um, so it's hard for me to get something in my stomach. Um, so I've been trying to like get a better, like a bigger breakfast. So right now I'm eating a couple eggs with a bagel or, um, toast, some sort of, I'm trying to get the eggs in to get more protein, but sometimes I'm just not feeling it. So I've done some overnight oats or oatmeal, but I've definitely noticed if I just do the oatmeal, like I'm getting hungry in practice. So I bring something to have, but that's not ideal, but sometimes just what you have to do if you have an early game or early practice. Okay. I have to ask. So are we, do you eat during practice? Like the sand, like what, like I, you have, I need, I not need usually, drink. not usually 
Okay. Sometimes if Brooke's out there, she'll bring us some cuties. Oh, <laughs> and I, 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 I know, and I can stomach those, but I've okay. learned like, I don't usually like to consume things unless I'm like really like struggling for energy. Um, my stomach doesn't necessarily like it. Like even the electrolytes I struggle with like during competition or during practice. So I've been trying to do that like the night before, or at least an hour before practice. Um, and obviously I've learned by trial and error. Um, so yeah, I don't usually eat something during practice, but that's why I really want a big breakfast just to hold me through that. And then right after I have a macro bar, go macro shout out. They're my sponsor. They're awesome. <laughs> I do have a discount. Well, so if you're listening, it's Betsy, you get like 15% off. So I'll make sure to link it below. So if you yeah, link it below. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, go macro bars are great. Um, so good. What's your favorite flavor? Mm, right now is dark chocolate almonds, but anything peanut butter is great. And yeah. Cora loves them too. She steals them. Anytime I open them up and I'm like, ah, I wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> like I try to give her a bite of it and she wants the bigger half. She doesn't want the small half. So yeah, it, it's good, but I love them because they have, they have protein, they have carbs and they have fats. And, um, so it's good like right after. And I think you've said too, like they're really good snack for later in the afternoons, um, for athletes. So I use them all the time. I like them too, because like, especially with traveling and we'll talk a little bit more about like ABP and qualifying, but sometimes bars are really great energy sources because they're not like a lot of volume. And especially mm -hmm. if you're somebody who, I don't know, maybe like yourself who like struggles with eating, um, around like competition or training or just getting in enough fuel. I, I like, I really like bars for that type of purpose. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> Paris 2024 is the goal, right? Mm -hmm. You have AVP in a couple of months for somebody who's not super familiar what's maybe the difference? What does qualifying look like? What does like an AVP season look like? Yeah. So they're intertwined. The AVP and FIVB is the international one. And to qualify for the Olympics, it's your best 12 finishes in the international like FIVBs. Okay. So, and it starts from January 1st until like June of 2024. So it's a year and a half to get 12 plus finishes in. And then you have to qualify based on your ranking and only two US teams get to go. So we will typically have like three, maybe four in the top 15 in the world, but only two teams get to go. So it's really a battle, obviously against international teams, but against each other too. Um, and then there's AVPs within there, which is awesome to play in front of like, you know, the US and in front of friends and family um, around the U S and it's a great for us to make money and, you know, highlight sponsors. So we do a mix of those. That's so exciting. Like it's all coming yeah. like very soon. <laughs> oh yeah. We start our first tournament is around St. Patrick's day weekend. We're playing AVP Miami, and then we go straight to Mexico for an international event. And then it just starts. I feel like every couple weeks we're either on the road or doing something Unfortunately, our two home tournaments in Hermosa and Manhattan are conflicting with international tournaments. Oh, so no. it's kind of a bummer. I think we might be missing those. Um, so we'll be traveling a ton this year. Wow. How is your, like, do you find traveling, like, do you feel like that complicates feeling? Do you feel like you've kind of practiced? You talked about practicing breakfast. I don't know if you've practiced a lot of, you know, travel fueling, um, but how, how do you navigate that? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's different everywhere you go, but I like to bring a lot of snacks um, and that's been you know, something to rely on. Uh, lots of bars, lots of oatmeal, protein powder, um, cause you don't know, they give you meals, but there's certain times for them. So they don't always fit in the schedule you want. Um, and then learning like where you are, like Italy is awesome, but there's so many carbs, which is great, but not a lot of protein. <laughs> yeah. And so then we found, we had a 10 day tournament there and we were there a few days <laughs> early Wow. and we just felt lethargic cause we weren't eating enough protein. So then we were able to change and, you know, get our protein shakes in right after practice and, you know, trying to find some sort of extra protein in there somewhere. So there's always challenges, but we usually pack a lot of things and it feels a little high maintenance, but it's great. It's good to have everything. Yeah. Especially you never know if you get sick or something like that. You want the oatmeal, you want things, you know, to settle your stomach. Yeah. Especially when you're like traveling so much too, and you're on, I don't know, in like so many different cities, like eating out constantly, I found like you can just get sluggish from it. You can get lethargic. And sometimes too, like, you're just like, I just want the oatmeal. Like I want to, like, I want what works. Like I know what works. Um, yes. I want to practice that on the road. And we always bring some sort of dessert, <laughs> some <gasps> sort of chocolate. I love I, that. Yes. I don't eat dairy. So it's sometimes hard to find good desserts that are dairy free. So I always bring my own, make sure I have something every day. Cause it makes me happy. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I was going to ask, like, what are you putting in your bag? You said protein powder. It sounds like chocolate. You have oatmeal, anything else that's like a must in your travel bag. Um, macro bars, of course, trail mix, nut butter to put in the oatmeal good for PB and J's. Yeah. And sometimes this is a little hint. You can make a little breakfast, some sort of sandwich at breakfast, especially in Europe. They have all the deli meats and all the good breads. So we would, in the past, we've made sandwiches and we put them in our fridge and we eat them later on. And then you get to save money and it's easy and great fuel. <laughs> I'm a big sandwich. I'm like a big sandwich, like proponent. Like I'm a sandwich fan. I think they're super underrated when they come to like, as a source of fueling. Like, I think a lot of people are like, it's not proper fueling or they don't think about it, but a sandwich is great. Yeah. I did post about it. And one of the international girls told me it's not really allowed to take things from the breakfast bar. So now I don't post about it, but I still do it. <laughs> I won't tell anybody. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> obviously feeling when you're traveling can be, can be challenging. Um, do you find that you struggle maybe eating enough when you're playing, you know, three, four cross your fingers, hopefully not five games in a day. I just feel like that has to be challenging. It is, especially in like really warm weather places. It's harder for me to stomach things, but the PB and J has been a go-to because AVP provides like some sort of spread. They have real food, but they also go to Costco and get some things. Um, so that's been great. Just right after the match, getting a PB and J, some sort of protein in, if I can, depending on if we're playing soon after I've learned that even if I play a match and then I know I'm going to eat dinner, but I like get worked on, then I kind of get like lightheaded and just don't feel good. Cause I used to not want to like spoil my dinner, but now it's like, I've got to get something in my stomach just as, you know, get fuel in and then, uh, usually eat a really big dinner. But then again, the breakfast is a priority. And then finding ways to snack and have bars and PB and J's in between matches has been huge. Yeah. I love that. 
I was definitely, I mean, I was never at the level that you were at, but when I was playing in college, I really struggled like fueling anytime it was hot. Like anytime it was hot or humid, I was like, "Mm -mm." like eating a thing of chicken, broccoli and rice, like sounds like awful. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I love that, like having a good breakfast, like having that good feeling foundation and then kind of just like topping off your fuel store, like in between, in between matches. Yes, for sure. How are you like hydrating? Like, how can you drink enough water? I, yeah, more. I, I drink a lot of water always. Cool. It's <laughs> not been a huge problem, but electrolytes, especially when it's really warm and around matches, I'll do them the night before and, or an hour before, just so it settles in and I'm not consuming it during the match. And I've knock on wood, never really had a problem with cramping or anything. I just want to make sure, you know, I'm optimizing my performance. So getting those in is important. And I think I told you I was like really sick in Fort Lauderdale playing and I had these sores in my mouth and I couldn't consume salt. Like it just burned so bad. And I surprisingly didn't cramp. I don't know if you can have backup salt in your body or something, but I don't know how I made it through that tournament. Yeah. I remember us talking about that. You were like, (laughs) I didn't have any electrolytes. I haven't had any salt. (laughs) Yep. But something I was eating was helping. (laughs) And it sounds like you've like, you have a really good feeling foundation and you've been able to like simplify it and like also make it fun, which I love. So I have to ask if you wouldn't mind sharing a lot of, I think there's been a lot of press, especially over the last couple of years about, you know, beach players and like body image and like being confident, you know, having to play in a swimsuit. I would love to hear, I don't know if this has ever affected you or if you have like words, you know, of wisdom for younger players who might be struggling with this right now. Yeah, it's definitely a challenging sport with us being in swimsuits all the time. There are times where maybe I'm not feeling, you know, highly confident in myself. And for one, we don't have to wear swimsuits. It's mostly what people wear, but you can wear, you know, shorts, tank tops, whatever you're comfortable in. Okay. Um, And that kind of recently changed in the international world before you had to have like a doctor's note or you had to be exactly matching with your partner. And now, as long as you're like kind of matching, you can wear, you know, shorts or pants, tank tops. So that's awesome. So now we have more of a choice. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's hard. I've gone through ups and downs with it. And I've definitely come to, I'm in a better spot where like, I'm thinking more about my performance and I would rather perform well at my best and obviously win than I would look good, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and it's just hard when there's photographers and there's, you're going to be in positions where even like the skinniest people aren't going to look flattering in these photos. And we just have to accept that. Um, But it's, really hard. And I'm definitely more confident in it now. And especially having a baby, I'm like two years ago, I was growing a human and now I'm qualifying for the Olympics and that's pretty badass. So, and I think a lot of women have to appreciate that, that our bodies go through different changes every month. And sometimes we're feeling bloated and not feeling so good, maybe because of our period, but that's just part of being a woman. And I think that's why we're so strong mentally too. So I think it's, it's a journey for everyone. It's not just black and white and easy, um, but it's something that, yeah, we'll all work through. Yeah. I'm like, so inspired right now. (laughs) I was growing a human two years ago and now I'm qualifying for the Olympics. Like that's a pretty badass statement. You're right. (laughs) Thanks. Yeah. 
I think it's easy to forget the amazing things that our body can do for us. Yeah, especially when we're young and we're not thinking about kids and all of that. So we're definitely getting away from it. But at least I think a couple of years ago, I was having a ton of conversations on like, there was always this look that people are trying to get. It doesn't matter if it was beach. It doesn't matter if it's football, basketball, like everybody was going for a, a look where it wasn't necessarily like your performance or anything, but it was like, why don't you have this look? Um, but it sounds like we're moving away from that right now. I hope so. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yes. <laughs> we gave a little bit of wisdom on the, the body image, but what about other, you know, areas or I guess other suggestions for young athletes listening? Maybe if it's about fueling, you talked about, you kind of have like a breakfast down now, you kind of have your practice day routine down. Was it always like that or? No, it, it takes time to like, just think about and be mindful about and practice it like while you're practicing, not just the day of the tournament, like, Oh, what do I need to eat today? Because I have a tournament, but trying to do that over and over again. And I, I've been in like the macro counting world too, where I think it's, there's some awareness piece there when you macro count, but I'm the type of person that gets really obsessed over it. Like I would measure out my popcorn and be like, Chase, like Chase, my husband, like, do you want any popcorn? He'd be like, no, I'm good. And I'd sit down and he'd eat a bite of my popcorn. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I just measured that out. And now like, I don't know what I'm eating and I want to eat more. And like, I would just get so psycho over it. And I was not my best self. And I don't think I was even performing at my best doing that. Um, but I learned, you know, like I definitely need to prioritize protein, things mm -hmm. like that. But I think they're like what you're doing with the performance plate is really helpful. Um, so we're eating when we're hungry, like listening to our bodies and then just incorporating like the color, the carbs, the protein, and obviously the more color, the better. So it's always good to like, just look at our plate that way. And it's just, I don't know, way more freeing to do that than it is to just count every single thing. So stressful. Yeah. And I've had in the past, just like strength trainer, like obsess over, like body composition and macro counting. And it just really wasn't good for me. And I had a new strength trainer that came in and was like, why are you weighing yourself every day? I'm like, I don't know. That's just what we did. He's like, stop weighing yourself. Like, I don't care what that is. And it was the strongest I've ever been is not thinking about it, just eating what I wanted to eat. And I mean, working hard in the weight room and working hard on the sand, but that's just the best I've ever performed is not stressing over it. Sometimes when we like try to control it too much, it might do more harm than good. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, again, like there's awareness piece, but I did it way too long. I didn't need to do it that long. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, we're, we're a high, like a highly successful athlete. We, we look for like numbers, right. And we want to use data and we want to do whatever we can to get better. And I think Sometimes those that that falls into nutrition when there's so many other things that go into nutrition and feeling our body properly, like not just like macros or calories or these numbers. Um, like what you talked about where you're like, I bring chocolate, like everywhere I'm traveling, because like, that's part of like proper fueling and that's like sustainable and fun. And it might not be like the perfect calorie or macro number, but it does provide value in our fueling plan. Yes, for sure. So I love what you're doing. And back to, you know, telling a young athlete, I would tell them to look at your Instagram page and oh. just pick like a tip or two, because everything you say is valuable. And 
they just have to incorporate like one thing maybe a week and see if it improves and if they like it. Um, but yeah, you have a lot of good education and I think that's a good place for people to start if they don't have like a dietitian to speak to right away. Well, I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> we have to follow, people have to follow you too, like follow your journey and all of the fun stuff that you're doing. So where can people find you? I'm on Instagram mainly at Betsy Flint and I have a website as well that I'll update my schedule on. It's just BetsyFlint.com, B-E-T-S-I-F-L-I-N-T. Easy as that. I love that. And then if people wanted to watch you qualify for the Olympics or watch you on AVP, where, where can they stream that? Yes, I will always like update you on Instagram, my stories. Um, usually AVP is on YouTube and the FIVB is on Volleyball World. It's an app. Um, and that's usually where you can find me. Awesome. Oh my gosh. I can't wait um, <laughs> to follow along. I'm so excited. Um, I always like, I always see your stories and I'm like, oh, gotta go to YouTube or like, gotta go. <laughs> like, yeah, I know her. Um, oh, so you. that's so fun. Uh, and then I have a couple other questions. I just do like these little outro questions at the end. It's your favorite carb. So what's your favorite carb? Because it's Eat More Carbs podcast. Yes. I love pizza and I eat it every week. You know, you, you can that. find, yeah, you can find joy in those foods. And that's, I love pizza. So good. What type of pizza are you like, what do we put on the pizza? I love the Trader Joe's sauce and we get the dough from there and we do lots of sauce. We do peppers, some chicken sausage and nutritional yeast because I don't do dairy and I'm not a big fan of the fake cheeses. I just love, so I would love just sauce, sauce, no cheese, nutritional yeast gives it a good little flavor, but yeah, I'm happy with no cheese. Okay, cool. So you, it sounds like, so you make your own. Yeah. Yep. I have to ask, have you ever made air fryer pizza? No, really? Yeah. It's actually super fun. Why is it better? It's just easy. I just, the cleanup is easier. (laughs) I'm lazy. (laughs) Does it make it crispier? Yeah. Like you like bake it and then you like, it makes it crispy on top, but I've always wanted one of those like fancy pizza ovens. I don't know if you have one of those, but those look fun too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay. What about your favorite pre-workout snack? I love a cliff kids bar. Those are really solid. The Z bars, yeah. right? Yeah. That's what they are. Yep. Z bars. Yep. I'm really into them too. So I'm going to ask you what your favorite flavor is. Just the chocolate chip. Okay. Yeah. What's I yours? Like, I like the iced oatmeal ones randomly. I don't know Chase, why. Chase likes those. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> variety pack or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then what's your favorite post-workout snack? Usually like a protein shake at the gym and then I'll come home and eat lunch. So protein shake, okay, smoothies cool. with Brooke. <laughs> Shout out Brooke, Brooke again. <laughs> have to start sending things to South Carolina for me. Um, and I'm a big shoe girl. So what's your favorite pair of kicks? I recently got some Allbirds and I really like them. They're very simple and they're sustainable brand and they're comfy. Yeah. And you can wear them on the sand, right? You can probably they're washable. They're easily washable. I have not worn them on the sand. (laughs) I was thinking of something different. Okay. never mind. I was thinking that it was like easy, like draining. (laughs) Oh yeah. 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 No, I'm yeah. Okay. No, but don't wear them on the sand people. Um, (laughs) Okay, cool. Um, Any last like words of wisdom, any last tips, any, anything like that? 
No, I'm just thankful that you thought of me to be on here. And I hope that someone can take something from it. And if not, they, they'll just follow you because you're the best. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy um, we became, I don't know how we got connected on Instagram, but I'm so happy that we did. I just feel like I like know you. I've been following me too. For so long. <laughs> I know we're besties who barely met. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I hope you learned a lot and are motivated to start on your nutrition journey. I love that Betsy makes it fun. And I think she gave a lot of really great practical information and tips in today's episode. Like I mentioned earlier, if you have not yet subscribed or followed the podcast, go do that right now so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, if you could give us a five-star rating and review, that would be awesome. It's totally free to do, and hopefully you've learned and are enjoying the podcast and want other athletes to hear it. If you ever need anything, I'm here for you. Please reach out on our Instagram at eatmorecarbspodcast. See you next week.